Hello, all you out there. This is Between Two Worlds, a podcast about belief, unbelief, and everything in between. I'm your host, Scott Trout, and I'm here with a good friend of mine, as well as a teacher from improv, Ashley Moore. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Hi. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's good to have you here. Let's do a little bit of introduction as to who we are and what we believe in. I'll go first. So my name is Scott. Uh, I'm a Christian, as many of you know, um, and I'm interested in how to create a space where people can respectfully challenge each other because I want to be respectfully challenged uh, and not just believe what I believe in isolation or around people that believe the same thing, but actually to hear opposing viewpoints that make me think. So that is a huge part of why I'm doing this podcast. And now, uh, tell us about yourself. Uh, yep. Yeah, so uh, I'm in I'm in my forties. Um, I was I was raised a Christian, uh, pretty devout. I think personally, I was like pretty devout. We went to church every Sunday. Uh, I went to a Christian primary and high school. Uh, but then in high school, I sort of started. You know, Start to think about it as you do, and uh, and as they teach you to, even in even in the Christian schools. And then I realised I, a lot of this, a lot of the, I guess the tenets of the faith that I was brought up in, I, I couldn't really accept or wasn't like 100% sure were, were, were true. And so um, now I, I would say I'm a, I'm not I'm not a Christian. I don't really hold any specific religious beliefs. Uh, but I've always still stayed very interested in religion. Um, so I still, you know, I still like listen to, to podcasts about religion and from religious people, um, especially Christianity, because that's sort of the culture that, that I know the most, but also Islam, Buddhism, various forms of Buddhism, Hinduism, Jainism, so mm. Zoroastrianism, old religions, Scientology, mm. new religions. I find it all very interesting. And also even belief systems that aren't uh, that aren't necessarily talked about as being religious as well, hmm. uh, sort of, I guess, political philosophies even wow. and all of that. Ah, exciting. Um, and then, yeah, so <laughs> you listeners out there, you can tell that Ashley and I are speaking the same language, but <laughs> it sounds very different. Uh, so, Ashley, where are you from? I'm from uh, Brisbane in Australia, which is a, the third biggest city, but no one knows about it because there's, there's no reason why you should. <laughs> So yeah, you American ladies, cool your jets, calm down. He does sound amazing. Um, uh, yeah, first Australian on the podcast. So that's exciting. Whoa. Well, great. Let's jump into uh, your story a little bit. Yeah. Wow. So I didn't realize that you, well, maybe, so maybe I knew that you had been raised Christian, but um, yeah, yeah you, you described it as really devout. So walk well, us through what, what that what that meant to you growing up um, and what you distinctly remember from that, from that time, things that were, that were influential. Yeah. I, I yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I've ever talked about it cause I'm a, yeah. I, I, maybe this will come up later, but I, I teach improv and, and sometimes maybe as a teacher, I think I'm a pretty open person and happy to talk about my own personal things to some degree and insecurities and stuff. But sometimes I think, oh, maybe as a teacher, I shouldn't be talking about these things. Maybe for the benefit of the students, they want to have a little bit more of a, you know, anyway, so I don't think I have, mm. I don't think I have, have mentioned any of that stuff. Just, yeah. 
religion seems a safe topic to <laughs> to avoid okay. when you when you're teaching when you're teaching someone's got nothing to do with religion. But yeah, I'm happy sure. to tell tell people about it if they ask. Yeah, um, huh. but but the, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I guess I was devout in that we weren't we weren't like super strict. I think my family was actually quite uh, quite I think relaxed with rules and stuff like that. But we went to church. And we believed it, and especially I think the ethical side. We we believed it sincerely. It wasn't just something we did because we we weren't we didn't do things just because we we're Christian. But we sort of we believed the message. We believed in uh, you know all uh, the fellowship of man and the the community of Christians and, and being ethical and follow the teachings of Jesus and all that sort of mm. stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, I think as a family, uh, yeah, all all the different things, charity and. And mm. everything um and then i think personally i was also maybe this is part of my personality that if i'm gonna be into something i want to be into it properly so i was always also very very concerned about doing doing what was finding out what the church or jesus or you know whatever uh wanted or thought was best and making sure make make sure i do it and also being interested in the actual details of the religion as well, the theology and all of that sort of stuff. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's that's what I kept about. Hmm. And so, um, did and you in, did you enjoy it? Enjoyed going to church or yeah? When you were around other kids, they were also attending and stuff. Or yeah, how was that for you? Yeah, well, it, it was a uh, yeah. Well, we were we were Roman Catholics, so the churches. Sometimes it's it's like not it's not like a, a real maybe ex, as experiential as I mm. say like a like a Pentecostal or, or something. So it wasn't maybe as fun, especially for a kid, as something like that. So sometimes I did think it was a, a bit boring, but then but other times, yeah, they, depending on what the service was like, it would be a bit more sort of musical or something, and that that was mm. quite fun. Mm. But yeah, the actual services themselves, I think, were maybe less less fun but because i was i went to christian schools as well i say more of the just the general life of of it hmm. uh, yeah i quite liked well yeah so what was that like so okay so not only parents believed in roman catholic um but then your education um up until i think you said high school was was christian so yeah what was that no, like? even high even high school i went to a christian high school as well mm, yeah 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 i guess it's just basically Learning about, uh, yeah, it's just le- learning about the Bible and the, the theology of of the sect that we were in. Yeah, mm. yeah. I guess maybe because later in life my sister uh, became a Pentecostal, and then so maybe maybe a Pentecostal or maybe like some of the more Protestants wouldn't consider me devout because I noticed when she was in Pentecostal, a lot of her everyday speech would be referring to like theology and like Jesus, even just like little things. Uh, yeah. And, and we didn't really do so much of that. Like we'd do it and we'd say grace at dinner and, you know, you, you do some of them, but you, it's not like, it's not like every, like it's part of your worldview and your philosophy. You're not like saying it in every sentence, you're not telegraphing or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so where if, I don't know if that, how that affects the definition of, of devout, but I felt that we were just as we was just as much you know into it as as a system as as any well, I guess anyone except for the people who were 
praying five times a day. And sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Going yeah. to church three times a week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Three times in one day. Back again. <laughs> it's the yeah. evening. Um, yeah. Okay. Wow. So then um, as you enter into more like university and um, was there already kind of some seeds of doubt or was it just kind of something that phased out? Yeah, I think in... I think in high school, like when I really started to, because th- because I was still, you know, like I said, quite you know devout, and also wanted to. I wanted I wanted to be like right in, and so I was really trying to fit all of the different pieces together of of the. Is theology the best word? But you know, like there's all of the the, the articles of faith and all the things you believe as a as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Fit them all together, mm-hmm. and fit that together with, with the rest of this, what I knew about the rest of the world. And that happened, I think, through most of my teenage years. And by the end of high school, I was sort of like, oh, no, I, I just can't, I can't find a way for all of this to be to be true, like all of the things I believe to all be true. Hmm. Some of them have to be wrong or I have to be wrong about them. Yeah. Hmm. And then so then by, I think, by the, yeah, by the time, and then by the time I think I finished university, I was pretty much, pretty much would say I wasn't a, wasn't a Christian or even yeah, by the middle of it. And so did you, in terms of how you identified yourself, did you ever put on the mantle of atheist or did you just always have like a, I'm not that? Um, yeah. How did you handle that? Yeah, I think, did I? Yeah, I think maybe with the word atheist, I'd sort of go through phases of oh, whether I would say, like if someone asked me if I was an atheist, I'd say, I would say, yeah, I'm an atheist. But I wouldn't necessarily volunteer it because, because of yeah. There's, I guess there's there's various associations. So, yeah, there's a lot of annoying atheists out there, and there's a lot of fi- fine atheists, you know. Yeah, totally. and so it's easy. If, I think so. This yeah, I didn't just say I could have just said it in the very first sentence. I'm an atheist who used to be a Christian, but I find it it's just if you've got more than five seconds, it's just easier to say to give a brief rundown of what I believe. And yeah, totally. Because there's yeah, a lot no. of people as well. Because one thing I notice if sometimes you say atheists, and then people there's some assumption that you like believe in science or something as well, which I find a strange thing. But I don't know how many people think that. But hmm. there's a lot of other associations that go with it, or that you know that you that you always like Richard Dawkins or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just like eat Christians for breakfast. You yeah, just yeah. Take a lot of joy from seeing them squirm. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it's the same Christian. There's a lot of different. Christian can mean a lot of different things, kind of. So yeah, probably, for sure. probably even more than atheist, I guess. But yeah, yeah, definitely. And even God, like someone could yeah. say, I believe in God, and it really begs the definition of what is what does that mean for that person? Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Even I remember in high school, like I said, it's like Roman Catholic who they have like dogma and catechism, and people have this idea that well, Catholics, everyone believes the same thing. But every friend I had, would, we talked about it, and everyone had a hot totally different idea about who Jesus was and what God was and what the relationship was, even though I'm sure if you asked a card, if you asked a priest, they would probably say, well, this is the, this is the, this is the textbook definition. But even, even priests have different views as well, even within the Catholic church. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm curious, you, you mentioned um, that there were things that would not, you're trying to fit all the puzzle together and, you know, you're learning different things and theology and, and so what were some of the major pieces that just really started to not fit well? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. Because it's, in a way, it's so long ago now, like 20 years yeah. ago or something. True. So it's, well, everything I say is probably going to be inaccurate historically. But the one I remember, I was thinking, 
the first thing I remember thinking was, well, what about people in America before the before the the white people came, you know, before the, the Spaniards came? What happens to what happened to them? All of the ones that just never had a chance, you know? hmm. yeah, and uh, and it, or even the ones who 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 did have a bit of a chance, you know, the, the first couple of generations where they heard about Christianity but had no reason to accept it. Yeah. What what happens with them? I guess it's yeah, that the hell thing or, or even the the afterlife thing, which is one of the core tenets of Jesus. It's not just an ethical system. A big part of it is like about the afterlife, isn't it? Hmm. And then yeah, and I and I was and so I sort of asked, try to find different views of what people thought about this. And there's just so, there was just so many views about about how you fit like an ethical system with uh, with this with this fact about these people. And mm. I, yeah, and I, so that was just one of the things. And now I I wouldn't say yeah, it's definitely that's not the reason that I'm not a Christian. But that was one of the first ones that I. I thought of as a teenager yeah, that yeah. started to started to burst the bubble a little bit of like this. Yeah, it's, it's nice not as simple thing. as yeah. right, right, and starting to leak water and yeah. Um, mm. um, any other significant ones? I think um, now for me, now for me the main one is because every so often I'll listen to podcasts about religion by people who aren't necessarily of that religion, like professors of religion who are who. Sometimes they state their religion, sometimes they don't, but they talk about a religion like in a, an oh. anthropological sense, like with you know, yeah. like, no, like no judgment. Hmm. And then, or at least a podcast from religious people as well. And then sometimes I go, especially from religious people, oh yeah, that religion makes sense. And then, and sort of maybe I start believing it for a couple, like a couple of seconds, but then I think, what's more likely that that religion is true out of all the religions, or that it's just like a system of belief? That humans have made up because we have to have systems of belief to get through our lives. <laughs> yeah, mm. and then I always go, "It's okay. It's probably the second one. It, it could be the first one, yeah, but then I find another religion. I go, oh, well, it could be that one as well. So now I have three choices: these two religions and the fact that they're all they're all sort of right in some regards and wrong in other regards. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. the one. That's my. That's what I'm. So I guess decided to stick to until I think I can can be convinced otherwise. <laughs> Right, right. That makes sense. Well, and it's certainly, yeah, I think that feeling gets strengthened. The more you look into other things, it's a bit easy to have this like confident, no, I have the truth when you're really not hearing um, about the other religions or even people who believe different things than you in your own religion. Um, yeah, fascinating. So you, it, it shows that you are still very interested in spirituality and theology and uh, belief in in God or or gods, um, yeah. Why is that? What what about you um, brings you to that subject and keeps bringing you back even after all these years? That's yeah, interesting. To be honest, I, have I really thought about this? One, I'm just a person who likes to know a lot of stuff. Like I've always been uncomfortable not knowing stuff, mm. and I've always been uncomfortable pretending I know stuff. stuff. Yeah. So which, which leaves me, I just. So if I if I hear about something, I just want to investigate to see. Okay, well, what's what's the situation with that? Is it something I need to know? Or, or, yeah, uh, yeah. And then religion is a big one because there's so like I'm not religious, but so many people in the world, most people in the world are, and most people in the world have been. So it's it seems 
if you're going to be interested in anything, you should be the, the interested in the thing that most people in the world are interested in, you know, you should at least know a bit about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's, that's, that's one of the, that's one of the reasons. And I'm is interested it, in, in people as well. Well, yeah, I was kind of wondering that part because yeah, I was like, you know, is it, is it just to always have in your back pocket some nice little factoid or opinion about it doesn't seem like that's necessarily it like you that's not how it started because i got into impro later but it's definitely handy to have these things because i yeah i'll toss in if you do a scene I, I can i can pretend to be a shia muslim if i need to i just throw in the two things i know about shia muslims i can be a southern baptist and have a scene against a like a an anabaptist run uh, uh what's the other ones the uh the southern baptist split off from the i can't remember yeah anyway <laughs> so there you go i know yeah, all yeah, these yeah. little details of them. right right <laughs> um that's just that's just a fun bonus <laughs> you're right though i i forget what i was reading this but yeah like i mean people throughout the history they've spent more time thinking about god and our relation to yeah it him her um yeah so it, i think it, it is worth it humanity has been fascinated by that and have longed to understand it yeah and it, and it transcends all cultures time frame um so then, uh, would you say humanity is marching to a place where they um, outgrow that search, or will it always be there? Um, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't really like to make predictions about where things are going, but... Well, the next, the next question I'm asked is, when is the Earth going to end? So uh, okay, <laughs> well, that I can answer. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, there's definitely trends, isn't there, in diff some countries becoming less religious and other countries maybe becoming more religious. But there seems that it seems the overall trend at the moment, which I'm sure won't last forever, is for countries to become less religious. Even, yeah, even the, the Muslim countries are now, I think, people talk about it being because of the internet. I don't know if that's true. But they're actually, they're actually going through what, like, Europe went through, like, 100 years ago or something. People either becoming unreligious or becoming a bit more flexible with mm -hmm. of, how, of how they how they think about the tenets of the religion that they're in yeah like a reformed islam or something yeah yeah or ex ex muslim or something yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. um and do you feel like that's a good trend is that something positive? yeah i would say i would say it is like i wouldn't yeah i would say it is the hmm. one one thing like I was saying, I think this religions aren't one thing. Hey? They're like they're a big grouping of all these different aspects of human nature, and and not and religions aren't all the same. Either they don't all like some religions don't have a system of law or even a system of ethics. There's some religions that don't talk about how the universe was created or or why humans are there. That I think Judaism, Islam, and Christianity all do, and all of the big ones do now. But there's others that don't. Yeah. Hmm. And even yeah. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So, so I think there's a lot of good things in religion, but I think one one of the problems with religions that that talk about having someone who knew everything back thousands of years ago is that there's some things that they just can never admit that they were wrong about, and uh, or they, or they can, but they have to. They have. It's a very convoluted way of convincing themselves that they oh, the original guy didn't say what it sounds like he said he said something else and because that's obviously much more better system so we'll we'll sort of convince ourselves that that's what he said and do that because it's clearly the better way to live to mm -hmm. run a society now and so if you don't if you don't take 
things as gospel with air quotes, then mm. it's a lot easier to just, uh, I think, to improve things when they're obviously need improving. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. No, for sure. Yeah, and there's definitely some, yeah, yeah, examples. Yeah, yeah. And I would say religions do that because Christianity now is not is nothing like, well, not nothing. It's very different to Christianity from 1200 AD, you know. Mm. They, they they're doing they're they're doing it they're sort of improving and stuff i think mm-hmm. yeah from yeah. my point of view and then what would you say societies are missing in their maybe march to leave religion behind i think if anything yeah i mean i guess the the one thing they say about one thing they say about religion is the, is the meaning and purpose isn't it yeah that's what they say i yeah, I'm not sure because I'm not I'm not religious anymore. I'm not sure if that's true. That's what they say, but I'm not sure if it if it is actually true. You have to ask religious people about that. I wonder mm. if there's a lot of religious people as well that don't know what to do with their lives and feel hopeless and stuff. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and maybe the and social cohesion, I guess, is 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 a, a big thing. But then that mm. only works, of course, if the whole society is. Uh, are members of a compatible religion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. Yikes, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's other things. Maybe this is a, a deficit in my uh, own philosophy that I, but I can't think of other clear things that religions have, besides that. Besides, to me, the great stories, you know, amazing stories. Yeah, huh. <laughs> and, and and the basis. Yeah, we had to have them there. I think to get to where we are now. Yeah, that we, yeah. That we could then decide, start deciding. Oh, this part of the religion, we don't need this as human beings or as a society. We can just downplay that part yeah mm. so historically yeah. yeah almost fulfilling the the place of like a, a building block yeah. necessary yeah. and and maybe you listen to the episode with casey about um my brother about um equality under the law coming from oh, yeah. christianity and so maybe christianity was this building block that helped give us this sense of the worth of every individual and um and how how in Christ uh, there is no difference between male and female and uh, slaver or free or Jew or Gentile. And so these are some of the building blocks that Christianity put into the world, um, but then worked over time. They were helpful building blocks, but then maybe a secular humanism started to take control. They like kind of worked off those ideas and then can kind of maybe leave them behind. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. In the end, um, yeah. I'm also still happy to be told of you know other other clear ways that religions are yeah. are definitely beneficial. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I, but, yeah, um, but I definitely think that's that's true. What you said. Um, no, I probably I will probably take a stab at uh, reconvincing you or just presenting yeah, sure, some sure. other benefits. Um, I was. I was will say I was watching I listening to a podcast was today or yesterday from a Muslim and he was saying equality under the law is a uh, is a, a Islamic invention so there you go oh man you should totally send me that and then, yeah, and yeah, I'll pass yeah. it on to Casey because that and, would be yeah 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 and I'm sure Casey could say well no because of slavery and women or something and, and the Muslim could say well yes because because of uh, the racial things like racism is like a lot not nicer in uh, Islam and and I remember one thing you said was that because everyone is looks towards Mecca, so it's mm. like everyone's equal. Like a king looks towards Mecca, and uh, and so does a peasant. Mm. Mm. So yeah, mm. yeah, fascinating. I definitely um, 
bitches to hear that. Although, what do you think about the the argument since we're on this a little bit of yeah. like the, you know, the phrase like the proof is in the pudding. Like one of the things that we talked about with Casey is that you can still see the epicenters of each of these religions, uh, Hinduism in India, uh, yeah. Islam in, in Saudi Arabia and the Middle East, and then um, Christianity having worked itself. I, there is multiple cultural centers of Christianity, depending on if you're looking at Catholicism, but but mostly maybe Protestantism. And um, I, I, I feel like it shows like th- there's a vastly differentness to the societies in, in how equal they are or how equality plays itself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think that's easy to say, yeah. I'm not that convinced by that. Like, it's easy to say when you are of the religion in that society, yeah? Yeah. But, then, but does that mean if you're a Protestant who lives in Africa, then then you can have to say, well, no. I don't. Because, oh, yeah, I mean, because even yeah. Yeah, mm, Chris, mm. Christianity is supposed to have come from Middle East or Egypt and stuff like this. So, uh, yeah. No, I, totally. It, it, it could be, it could be, but I can think of a lot of uh, well, and counter it's examples. Argument, argument not necessarily that, like, um it's it's the places that have been seeped in that ideology for the longest yeah yeah i guess in a way i don't i also don't especially i'll just take christianity in europe because western christianity was protestant comes from this roman catholicism yeah Mm -hmm. it's like yeah Mm -hmm. uh and so that's one epicenter in a way. Uh, but I don't think of religions as separate uh, from the rest of the culture. So, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave our religions to fight it out, which is the best religion. I just see, I just see like there's different cultural areas. And then the Christian, like say in Europe, there was, a, there was a lot of elements of philosophy and stuff going around and Christianity was one, was one of them. And even at the height of Christianity, it wasn't like a megalith across the whole the whole of Europe that uh, that controlled the way everything thought. It was still like in tension with other things going on, with like the you know the people who still revered the classical era and and local local um, things like the the well, yeah the local laws mm. and and things like that. Especially Protestantism contains a lot of I think German philosophy, like pa- basically German pagan philosophy. It sort of mm. seeped into it, which is I think part of the tension with the, the the Roman Catholicism, which was more of a Latin thing. Hmm. So that's why I think Germans are like Protestant is much more matter of fact and literal than Roman Catholicism because Germans are much more literal than Italians. Oh, interesting. Again, that's a very simple, simplified version of, of course, 2000s of years of history. But hmm. all I'm saying is it's hard to say that religion created this and then something stepped on top. It's like well, there's religion, there's all the other things going on in all the other countries, all of their local beliefs and local laws and local systems. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, yeah. Hmm. And the same in the same in every other country. Hmm. I think. Yeah. Interesting. I'm okay, we might loop back to this, but I wanna <laughs> I wanna come back to your story. Um and one of the things you mentioned is that you've actually looked into many of the other religions as well. So yeah really more raised in Christianity, but um, what were some of the, well, okay, first off, yeah, what, what are some of the ones that you've looked into and what did you find interesting about 
some of them. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I'm a Christianity. I know much more than everything else, so I'm going to butcher the rest of them. So apologies <laughs> to every all of the other religions, but uh, that's the one. I think probably the one, maybe that I know the most about after that, is is Islam, and it's quite an interesting religion. It's sort of in a way. It's a bit like Protestant Christianity where they took Judaism and Christianity and just said, okay, let's take out all the bits that don't make sense and really try to rationalise it and make it all fit together. And I would say they actually did it better than Protestant Christianity. One mm. thing is I think Islam is quite internally consist, in, uh, consistent. They, In my mind, it's their, their assumptions that they get wrong. And, but in, once you're in it, it, it all makes sort of perfect sense. Mm. Yeah, and there's and of course there's there's just some schisms, there's different sort of sects of Islam. I don't know what you specifically wanted to to know. Well, I, yeah, um, go, what are some of the internal consistencies that you see, uh, and then maybe what are some of the assumptions that they you feel like they get wrong? Because I I actually don't maybe know. Uh, yeah, well, they're a bit like they're like the like some forms of Protestant Christianity, they're like fundamentalists, like they have the Quran, which is much smaller than the Bible, but they take it absolutely literary. It's written by, literally written by God. It's not even inspired by God. Yeah. So everything that's said there is true. Every piece of advice is advice for all time, basically. And then they have all of these, they have this like law or jurisprudence to figure out how to, how to work in the modern day, uh, you know, given this advice. Mm -hmm. and, and I think because because the, the Christian Bible is so much bigger, it's like 30 times bigger than the Quran, I think. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot of it has a lot of contradictions in it. That so Protestants have a harder time because it's impossible to actually take it all literally. It's also mm -hmm. impossible to take the Quran literally, I think, because mm -hmm. there is still some contradictions, but it's a lot harder for Protestants. Because there's some things that just it's just they just disagree about very you know different things. Mm -hmm. uh, so that can be a bit more consistent, and yeah, in a in a way, I think it's it's um I don't think it gives a better outcome because some of their assumptions in Islam, I think, are just like totally mis totally mistaken. Hmm. Hmm. But but they, but it's very very logically uh, consistent. Yeah, I guess the way that I've heard it described is yeah, Quran is <clears throat> more kind of reflections on God and and yeah. prayers and, and praises, and um, but not as much theology. It's more kind of like reflections back to god or about god um his nature but then how to live that out as a human that's more in the hadiths yeah yeah that's true yeah, also, yeah which are more like somewhere. commentaries kind of on how that relationship yeah. works yeah yeah and that's this where it gets complicated because then not every person not every muslim agrees on which hadiths are actually because they're all just stories about muhammad and they don't all agree that they're all true, and that's when it gets. And then in them, because there's so many of them, there's, there's tons of contradictions. That's when that's when they're even, even keep footing with the Christians hmm. who hmm. have like a much bigger text to work with. Right, right. Well, and yeah. that's maybe one of the I would say uh, point you know scorecard for one of the Christians. But like I do think it's fascinating that um, they keep it all in there. They yeah. and and that canon uh, being all the books that are included has remained consistent since since it was put down in its form. And there is a bit of a difference between the Catholic Bible and the Protestant Bible, but those differences are all uh, histories. So the book of Maccabees is not in the Protestant Bible. I don't really know why, but uh, as far as all the New Testament books, those are all the same. Yeah, um, yeah. I, th I think the New Testament was 
they decided on the books like in 200 or 300 or something right and like they, got, they got rid of a bunch and then yeah, then it was stayed the same like you said until until the 1500s and something. it's significant that they didn't just chuck out the old testament so you have this yeah. <clears throat> you have judaism and christianity and like they're all like this is all sacred it's not like yeah which i think yeah. is pretty interesting so it, it does <clears throat> you kind of have to know the whole the whole bit um but yeah, it's easy for, to just be like, oh, well, we'll just take out that hadith or that commentary and that's just not part of it. But yeah, Christianity is really kept. Yeah, kept yeah. It all in. And for me, as a, as a like an outside observer who's very interested in Christianity, but, but doesn't have to, has, doesn't have to accept any truth claim about it. It's super fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last couple of years, I've been reading about the, uh, reading a bit about and listening to podcasts about the history of uh, the New Testament. And it's just super interesting. Like mm. I only found out this year that, the original text of the Gospel of Mark doesn't have the resurrection. It, it ends at the at the tomb, hmm. and that's like a later, and that's that's like pretty accepted by all uh, all scholars that that aren't of a religious sect that says no, that has to be there. Like if you there's like three or four versions of the old, the four oldest versions of the Gospel of Mark don't have Jesus appearing, but the other the other gospels do. So it's just it's an interesting story. What that means, you know, it can mean a bunch of different things, but it's an interesting just little fact. Oh yeah, wow! And there's a thousand, there's like thousands of things about the, the history of this, um, which I find quite fascinating. People trying to trying to make sense of the world and make sense of all these things that happened back in 33 AD or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Jesus. So, um, just some short answers or short questions. But yeah, yeah. so do you, would you say? Jesus was a man, a historical man that that actually exists, existed. I think, yeah, it depends what you mean. Depends what you mean by that, though, in a way as well. I think from yeah. Okay, well, so I guess was was there a was there a person named Jesus who was a Jew living in first century Palestine? Mm. Yeah, well, you know, Jesus and Joshua, it's the same name, so I think. In the first century Palestine, there were like probably a million guys called Joshua. There was yeah. a, probably a bunch of guys that were crucified by Pontius Pilate, who were also called Joshua. And huh. maybe I'll say, and I think, I think in the probably probably not really knowing, but I think in the, the the New Testament as it stands, it's probably stories that are a composite of a couple of different guys, maybe a couple of guys called Jesus, and then a couple of other guys who just had cool things happen to them, and they said. Uh, Let's make this about Jesus because it's such a good, inspiring story, hmm. and probably some other stuff that some of the some of them just the compilers made up, like yeah. And so, like Paul, don't you, and and but don't you feel like there would be a, more inconsistencies between those stories if that were true? But there are. There's tons of inconsistencies in. Uh, if you say if you even if you just take the four gospel the four canonical gospels, you read them. Jesus is a different sort of person. When they ask him who he is, he gives different answers. He's really super unclear about who he is, even, yeah, like what does son of God mean? What does son of man mean? And even some of his moral precepts, I think, uh, like they're not super clear that they're the same in each each version. Hmm. Do you have, do you have any example of? Uh, I, I'm trying to think. I know, I'm putting you on the spot. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's an apology for this, but the... Um, I can't. I came to bring a sword. To, that's like the, the clearest one. It's like, mm-hmm. what's that doing in there? Like, yeah, you can find a way for it to make sense, but 
if he was really about just about peace, wouldn't he just not have said it just to keep things clear? <laughs> Come on, Jesus, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's some other sort of more subtle ones, but I, I can't think of them off the top of my head. But so you feel like a Christian's um, explanation of that is wanting because of how it's such a different tone from the, all the other things he said. Although, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, but, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, even, even maybe not the message, but I think maybe the stories about him. Uh, like, oh, there's the, what is it? There's two stories about the loaves and the fishes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's going on there? Like one's mm-hmm. 500 people, one's five. Is it? 5,000, one's 4,000, right? That's it, yeah. yeah. Did he do the trick twice or is it? The same story, but one of the other gospels said, oh, I don't like the way he's written it. I'm going to change it. Or he heard a slightly different story. It's just right. not clear. You know? Right. So that's, I mean, that could, that's obviously the same guy. Although that, the weird part about that one is yeah. that it's recorded twice in, I would think, each of the synoptic gospels. I think they all talk about how he actually did this twice. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that could be, but it is also, it could also be some other, maybe they, there's a big argument. Yeah. The yeah. other thing that okay, the other thing that I know, which is not uh, inconsistent, oh, that uh, the story, the best story I think from the Bible, from that Jesus story about the the woman taken into adultery, huh. you know that that's uh-huh. also not not in any of the original um, Bibles. That's hmm. something put in, and to me it seems like it's a story put in by someone else later. Because huh. it was, I think, put in. It was put in like hundreds of years after Jesus died, so it's unlikely to be something he said, but something hmm. that someone heard and said, "This is because it's just a, such an amazing moral teaching." They said, hmm. "Come on, like Jesus, surely Jesus would have said this. Yeah, we'll pop it in and say that he did." Oh, interesting. Yeah, and yeah, I was quite that's... shocked when I found that out. Actually, yeah, it was only quite recently as well. Yeah, and yeah. In, and it's why, even even though I don't believe he was like God or anything, I still I still feel a loss to to know that he probably didn't didn't say that. Yeah, it is. I like sort of want him to. Want him to yeah. Him. Man, that's interesting. But hats off to whoever did, yeah. <laughs> whoever wrote that one. Nailed yeah. it. Um, Moral truth is true, no matter who said it. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So so then still staying on Jesus. So how do you... Okay, so thoughts on the resurrection. Do you feel like it was made up by his disciples? Um he the the tomb i mean so yeah how do you account for like the empty tomb yeah well um, i mean it, it's i i don't really have a i don't really have any particular opinion on how that story came to be but it's easy to account for that it's just a story that someone came up with and everyone told everyone else just huh. yeah just like the stories about muhammad to, you know flying to the moon or something like no, he didn't fly to the moon he split the moon and, and flew on a, a horse you know yeah hmm. There's lots of there's lots of stories, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fanciful type, yeah. Um, hmm. And so then, is there anything uh, from your Christian background, teachings of Jesus, that you feel like you still live by? Yeah, I think most of the I think most of the I think most of the ethical teachings I still hold to be yeah to be true. Like like I was saying about the. The woman taken into adultery and all of that. I think that's a that's a, that's what that's do you a think great is the lesson from that one that that you that you've internalized. Well, I guess it, yeah, it's, a, it's probably two or three ways to look at it, isn't it? But I take it as don't be so quick. Well, yeah, that's actually this is subtle. I think the one I, I take now is uh, don't be so quick to judge other people 
first you know, first find out your own moral things. Yeah, but I will yeah, yeah find out you better. It's better. It's it's more morally correct to be looking at your your own moral failings than scanning other people for their own moral failings. Hmm. It's interesting because I I grew up a Catholic and in in the Catholicism I grew up wing it was very uh, left wing. Uh, and which I find funny now because now whenever you talk about religion, everyone instantly thinks right wing. Right. Yeah, like the and and so I think of yeah, and so it was all about uh it was all about the equality and making sure poor people are looked after. And there was even uh, also uh anti-death penalty and that story as well, you can read it as an it it's not mm. it's not the really the most plain reading, but mm. but and at the time, I took that as an anti-death penalty, um, like uh, anti-death penalty story as well. Yeah, yeah, that beautiful moment when he says, uh, "You who have, you who are without sin, be the one, first ones to throw the stone." Yeah, and then yeah. they all, then they all walk away, and yeah. um, and he said, yeah. "Yeah, like, woman, are your, where are your accusers?" Sure. Um, yeah, it's an amazing story. I've got goosebumps now just thinking about the story as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, cool. Um, so, so then Ashley, as you reflect back on your life, um, uh, a good amount of my guests have been more yeah. my life stage. We're kind of entering into our thirties or in the beginning <laughs> stages of it. Um, what led you, what life circumstances led you into a more spiritual searching searching place like is there some life moments that um made you look more into things for like personal reasons or was it always just kind of on an intellectual curiosity basis yeah it's funny i think i think as far as religion goes i've always just i'm pretty much always been at the same level of of interest and maybe it is a bit more of an intellectual level I'm not even sure what spirituality means mm. uh, and I don't know whether this it's something whether I'm missing something or I just think of spirituality in a different way uh, how would you define it yeah see I don't even know I'm not quite sure yeah I don't know I, I wouldn't define it in a way I think I just take all of the bits that I break it up into the different things <laughs> that mm. that maybe other people lump onto spirituality and just do them separately. Like there's things like, yeah, like this, I mean, is ethical, is ethics, is that a part of spirituality or is that something different? I'm not sure. Because hmm. to me, I think that's something different. This is, there's like purpose, your purpose in life. There's um, there's like a sense of community, I guess. Is that also hmm. part of spirituality? Hmm. There's um, there's that sense of um, oneness with the world or hmm. it's going to say nature, but with the, maybe yeah, the world or something or you know the, the greater existence mm. and there's also the um that sense of uh ego death or flow uh, do you know what i mean where where you just you where you lose your sense of personality and i think a lot of people have that when when they're being when they're being spiritual huh. yeah like, I, I know it's a big thing in buddhism isn't it where where you get you just got to meditate to 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 just not think of everything, but I think Christians also can. They also have that in other in other ways, depending Definitely. on the dominant denomination. And I yeah, just do them all separately in different ways. I think. 
and, okay. and have more need for them in different different uh, circumstances as well. Hmm. That last one, the flow or the loss of ego, what, what's your path to that? Yeah, this is uh, funny because I think this is something you wanted to talk about. Uh, I, I have two ways of doing that. Uh, my two hobbies, one is uh, rock climbing and the other is improv. And huh. for, for both of them, getting, uh, getting rid of your ego and getting into a flow state is one of the biggest things. Uh, in improv, like getting rid of your ego is like pretty much everything. Hmm. And in rock climbing, it's like a skill you need to have to do certain sorts of, uh, sorts of rock climbing. I don't know a ton about rock climbing. Can you explain that? That's well, it's most, well, it's mostly to, uh, if you get, uh, maybe it's like all, I mean, all sports, but one, if you're in a dangerous situation, if you're doing a sort of rock climbing where you, where there's a risk of danger, sometimes you need to be able to get rid of your ego so you can just assess the situation and get yourself out of the danger hmm. without just getting angry that you're there because hmm. being annoyed you know, being annoyed that you, your rope got cut isn't going to help you. You have to just say, my rope's cut, what do I do now? You know, mm. or something like that as a simple mm. example. Brief yeah. pause on that. I do have a rock climbing. Ex- well, I, I've, I've done multiple rock climbing, but uh, mm. in Colorado, I, mm. I hiked a mountain. And, um, well, there's, there's actually multiple big mountains in mm. Colorado. They sound significantly less impressive when we're talking in kilometers because they're, uh-huh. I don't know, they're like four kilometers or maybe even pushing five. Which that's a big mountain, but it doesn't yeah. sound big in my American years. But yeah, they're fourteen thousand feet. And uh, okay. Like, yes, that is a mountain. Wow. Um, but anyway, uh, hiking that with a, an older friend of my dad's and my friend as well. But uh, and we hit this one spot where we should have done like kind of an overhang um, bit of a move, and it should have been really simple. And then what you uh-huh. just back up is like the one little class something move. And I assessed it first, and I was just like, I'm not really sure how to do this. And I saw this wall on the left side uh, and I was like, oh, that looks fairly simple. And we'll just kind of go up and over this move and then get there. And up on the wall, on the spot where I should have, you know, traversed, move sideways. I just like, oh, I don't actually know where these holds are. We should go up a little higher and then move over. So he goes up above, skirts around, makes it look super easy. Uh And at that point, we're not, we're not harnessed in. We're just fully, yeah, just thinking this is going to be a simple thing. At that point, I climb up. And then kind of the realization of how high I am on this face. And it is, oh, I don't even know, 30, 40 feet, but enough that I would really be messed up if I fell. And man, I froze. I, that was probably one of the scariest uh, moments of my life. And so now I'm just up there, which is I'm expending a lot of energy and I'm shaking because I'm scared. And um, and it's it's like do or die. Like I can't necessarily go down because I don't have yeah. that, quite that much energy to be safe about it. I have to move and the move required me to kind of pull off the wall a little bit to find where my next foot hold was. And Oh my gosh, it's just Uh, the scariest thing. uh, Uh, But you know, thinking about spirituality, that moment for me, I was praying. Like I was, I was, I was seeking for something beyond what I felt like I was physically capable of in that. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to Jesus or to God, like, yeah. Yeah. That's how you were thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, perfect. That's a perfect example, isn't it? That yeah, and yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. Just those moments, and and I think true spirituality needs to not just come in the crisis moments. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it was very real to me in that moment of, yeah, like 
Yeah. It felt like I was given an extra amount okay. of strength that I didn't necessarily have within me Interesting. To, to, to keep yeah. moving. Cool. Um, so you, you felt like that God gave you the strength to, to do that, uh, to clear yeah. your mind, to do that move. Oh, that's, that's really cool. That's a great example yeah. of yeah what I'm talking about, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, you know, we, we personally just have a, a lot of uh, moments like that. Another one is um, Brianna's back went out. She had a, a herniated disc and she, we're young. I mean, this was, uh, we were 27, maybe 26. Um, and ton of pain and she had to commute for her job, which didn't help. And, um, and months of a lot of pain. She's doing chiropractic and physiotherapy. And, um, we were starting to consider, um, back surgery, which is like a horrible thing to consider when you're that young, maybe like a cortisone shot to give it some sort of relief. And we had this one week where as a church, uh, back in Oregon, we were all praying and fasting together. So we would all be fasting churchwide. And this is probably like, I don't even know, 300 or more people. Then we'd have these evening services where we'd get together and you could receive prayer. So you'd come in, we'd have like a circle. Boy, this is going to sound maybe weird for ears that don't know this. I'm very interested. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so it's just like these beautiful moments. But yeah, they have this. um, So everyone's, we're like in just in a circle of chairs and sharing. And then there's a chair in the middle where you can vulnerably go and say, hey, I I have need. It's like that act of weakness coming to the middle and um and you can receive prayer and people and we you know laying on of hands which is like one of my all-time favorite things about christianity there's just something like really beautiful about a group of people surrounding you and placing their hands on you and um so anyway we've we've been fighting this for months really trying to help her i mean she couldn't even tie her shoes so i had to help her with that and she'd have some sort of electric stem on her back as she drove and um and there was one day where in the morning, afternoon, and evening, we had three different moments of prayer. One with our students, our navigator students, surrounding her and praying for her. Another with our coworkers, other navigator kind of staff, surrounding her and praying for her, and then our church. And that evening, she felt the most significant pain relief that she had ever felt, even though yeah. Cairo, all this other stuff, pain, yeah, pain medicine. Um, and so the, it didn't fully heal. I want to like make that clear, but mm-hmm. pain was like gone. Discomfort was gone. She could actually be mobile. She could tie on shoes. And, and so then as we kind of continue to do physio and chiro, it, it fully went away. And, um, we have like a, you know, MRI of the, of the herniated disc and, um, but yeah, those, those little moments are the things that really do. It's like, I have these multiple parts of my brain. I love the Christian narrative, which is one of the big reasons why it keeps me around. I love the aspect of, um, as it's been done to me, I do to others. And so with the model of Jesus giving of his life, that, that is the force that propels me to do that for others. And so, um, so I love that, but then there's also these like actual experiential moments. Um, I, yeah, I could list others, but Yeah, for me, spirituality is linked to those as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So then I'm wondering, do you, would you be able to, do you have any of those those type of moments where it felt like something outside of the normal realm or the natural realm happened? I think, yeah, I think, um, I can't think of specific examples, but I think, I think I've, I, mean, I wasn't 
in her shoes. So I don't know what she experienced, of course. Mm. But I think I have had those same experiences. Uh, but because I, I have a different narrative to explain it, I, it, it comes out. It comes out in a, a different way. Hmm. I, do, I do, yeah. Like in in both rock climbing and improv, I had um, had these moments where I've just uh, we just sort of taken over by something else, and you're sort of going. I, I think it's very common with with improv for me, at least, and I think for a lot of people. Afterwards, people will say, "Oh, oh, I liked when you did this and this and this," and then and I don't have any memory of it, and hmm. or sometimes I will, but it it wasn't me doing it. Hmm. It was. Hmm. It was something else doing it, yeah. Mm. And and in my in my worldview, I would say, well, there's your subconscious that is so much bigger than than who you think you are, which is which is uh, coming, which is expressing it. Yeah, that that's how I, that's how I would explain it. And mm. yeah, I, I'm not going to say it's the same thing, but if I had to, if I you asked me the question, so I'm thinking that's how that's how I would yeah explain that. And then I think maybe as well with uh, yeah, and if I guess done it in different ways. There was a, I was in a, an impro show once where it was a whole group of people coming from across the world together and we did basically did the laying on hands mm. thing as well and it is just this amazing experience. Mm. Again, mm. but it didn't have any other narrative except it was a group of improvisers who all, we all had a similar, I guess, view that we wanted to trust each other and, and you just feel mm. this, you just feel this uh, thing. And, yeah, and I've also had, I, especially my third, I had a lot of chronic pain as well and... Mm. If I do impro or climbing, it would actually alleviate, alleviate it for a bit as well. So there you huh. go. Huh. Maybe, maybe not to the same level, but. No, no, it does sound similar. Yeah, I like that. Huh. But yeah, so that's why I think the story is that for me, these are all little, these are all beautiful parts of human experience and, and different religions explain it in in different ways. And, and and to me, they're all they're all valid ways to explain it as long as it's not hurting, you know, anyone else or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And I will also say as well, I also get that a lot of those feelings when I'm in the desert. I just love deserts. I, I don't like the beach. I love deserts. And it is funny that the, the three great world religions all come from the desert. I, I don't know what that means, but it's just mm. an association I made. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. That's super interesting. Yeah, I have this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, all right, Ashley, I think we're we're nearing the end of our first one. And I wanted to just hear... If you were to give a message for for Christians specifically, maybe even like young Christians trying to work out their their faith, um, what would you say to them? That's a tough one, isn't it? Uh, I would say. I would say don't be afraid to think through all of the things you believe and see how they see how they fit together, and um, and that even amongst Christians, there's a lot of different uh, yeah there's a lot of different opinions. So don't be afraid to to check out different even different Christian opinions is is uh, is is definitely worthwhile because there's there's even two, there's yeah, two thousand years of, of different Christian opinions. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, and and I would also, if if you offer it, find out, uh, approach other religions, maybe uh, find out, I guess, the basics of other religions with a, I don't want to say open, I say not judgmentally, like you're not not as if you're going to accept them, but just 
find out about them without instantly at each step saying, well, that's wrong because of this, mm. that's wrong because of this. Just just mm. listen to them, take them in, and then decide what you think about it later. Mm. Yeah, because mm. uh, everyone, everyone's wrong about about a lot of things, including, you know, including the smartest people in the world and the best people of, of your religion. I think there's no Christian on earth who believes there's another Christian who knows everything. Mm. Mm. That's great. Well, uh, Ashley, we'll end our part one there. For all you out there, Between Two Worlds, a podcast about belief, unbelief, and everything in between. Thank you for listening.